from Studio 6B on a Tuesday night, 8 p.m. on the East Coast. Glad you're in. Slick Rick's going to do some sports. Rick Delgado's going to do the news. A busy Tuesday night. It's going to be lots to talk about. The despicable media. The media supports the enemy. Let's just start the show with that. We'll just <laughs> run with that throughout the show because that's that's the bottom line. So we'll go with that. Pretty obvious. Donald Trump today with a... Um, Piece in Newsweek, an op-ed from the former president. We'll get to that as well. But right now, I want to go out live to the America's First Warehouse, where our own David Zier just did a fantastic hour with Cash Patel. Of course, he is the author of the new book, Government Gangsters. Let's go out to the America's First Warehouse. David Zier, Cash Patel. Mr. Zier, how are you? Uh, I'm wonderful. You know, every time I hit refresh on social media, another embassy's on fire, so everything's <laughs> crazy right now. Uh, but uh, Cash joined our live studio audience, and he's here to answer some of your questions. Well, I want to thank you guys for giving us a few moments, and I apologize to both all of you, and including the audience, if I ask stuff that you've already gone over in the last hour. Cash, great to see you. Of course, congratulations on the book. Um, you know, I was thinking, Cash, if you wanted to destroy America from within, what would you do? If I made a list, you'd probably turn every major college campus into a woke, indoctrinated uh, Hamas cheerleading place. You would, uh, you'd fund and rearm Iran and the Palestinians. You'd throw the southern border open. You'd claim and push climate change as the greatest threat to the country. You'd turn the military into a woke more interested in if men can breastfeed than, if, than being ready to fight wars. You would... Uh, unleash police state tactics against your number one GOP political opponent and you'd spend the country into oblivion. So basically what I'm saying is you would elect Joe Biden, basically. <laughs> it's so awesome to be uh, with you all on your show out here, especially live in New York on Long Island, uh, my original hometown. I appreciate you guys having me. Um, look, if you asked me five years ago that list you just siphoned off, I would tell you we're living in sci-fi. There's no way. A commander-in-chief could possibly do that. There's no way a collective mass in government across the executive, judicial, and legislative branches would come together and do that. There's no way the media would lie about it year after year about every single thing you just discussed. And here we are in 2023. Instead of winding out of the remaining world wars, we're plus two world wars. That's a net change of six world wars from Donald Trump winding down four to Joe Biden allowing four. And as you said, that's just the tip of it. That doesn't even bring us into the homeland here. And the challenge that we're going to have is educating the American public on what you just said is not hyperbole. It's not right-wing conspiracy. It's the truth. It's happening in our communities. And I think we're winning because with, with great audiences like here and re real great networks like Real America's Voice, people are starting to see, wait a second, you guys were right. And so now is not the I told you so moment. Now is the moment to say, here's more truth. Go out and feed it into your communities. Yeah, there's no doubt. And, and Damon, uh, don't forget, uh, you know, the George Floyd, BLM riots, uh, Trump derangement system, uh, syndrome, system. and the COVID lockdowns. So that's yeah. why we're here, too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, Cash, uh, I know you played golf with the president. I'm interested in, in his uh, you know, t uh, state of mind and what spirit he's in. But he put an op-ed out today in Newsweek, and the opening paragraph of that basically says – when we have a weak president in the White House, the cost can be greater than our worst nightmare. And that's exactly what we're seeing right now. I mean, just think about it. Hit the, hit the pause button for a second. This was terrible two weeks ago. This was terrible before World War IV started. 
This was terrible before thousands of innocent Israelis and Americans were killed and mutilated and taken hostage. Now we have another world war. You're right. And, and the president is absolutely spot on. The reality of this situation is far worse than any that we could have predicted. And it is a calamitous result of these disastrous decisions on failing to secure American national security interests by weaponizing and politicizing intelligence. And let me give you an example that I didn't talk about in the earlier show. The guy that's in charge of intelligence in Joe Biden's White House is a Palestinian sympathizer who has now been exposed chanting and in a picture pro-apartheid Israel and Hamas. This is the guy in charge of prioritizing Joe Biden's intelligence. His name is Mahar Batar. You can look it up. That is not fake news. That is the reality. And by the way, Robert Malley, Joe Biden's selected envoy for Iran, has been suspended because of his ties to Iran. These are the people in charge of safeguarding America. Yeah. Um, you know, when you look at this situation we're in cash right now, you see this, the Biden administration trying to walk, trying to waffle this line down the middle of saying things in public that sound, you know, OK, they say the right things. But you see Anthony Blinken now. He's been there twice. The president's on his way. Everybody's canceled on the president already. He's barely gotten into the air. Everybody's canceled their meetings with him. Blinken was there for seven and a half hours. And it just seems to me that what they're trying to do is get the prime minister, uh, Netanyahu, to basically bend to Biden's demands to say, well, you know, uh, you got to put all these restrictions on. We need this humanitarian aid. You know, Iran's not involved. The six billion has nothing's happened with that money. Basically tie his hands and get him to bend to everything Biden wants, which is basically trying to restrict him from almost doing anything, it seems. And that's exactly right. What they're trying to do is govern by media. They're literally governing through newspapers and TV and hoping that the mainstream media overseas, which are in their pockets, will propagate these lies and say, oh, if we just cut a check for $500 billion, we will end this war, which is a total lie. If we say to the world that the $6 billion Joe Biden gave to Hamas in Iran right before the war started and that it's frozen, maybe they'll believe it. These are lies at the national security level, at the international level. And the consequence you are seeing is when was the last time who cares if it was a Republican or Democrat? When was the last time a president of the United States was in the Oval Office and said, I'm coming to a theater of war to end a global conflict and save the loss of life on all sides? And the leaders of those nations didn't take his phone call, canceled their <laughs> meetings with the leader of the free world and said, you know what, if you want to come over here and hang out at the hotel, that's fine. But that's the reality of it. They always took Donald Trump's phone calls. They always feared Donald Trump's ability on the diplomatic stage to outmaneuver them. And that is a righteous fear to have. We have none of that in Joe Biden. And I don't know if he's made it up the stairs of Air Force One, but we should take a look yeah, at that. Too. And, and Damon, you know, they left Blinken overnight and they can't they didn't show up for the meeting at all until the next day. Yeah, and, Cash, and that's it. Let me ask you this. Um, I, I referenced yesterday on the show, Carolyn Glick, uh, who knows this area very well. She works. I think she writes for The Jewish Times. She pointed out yesterday that following September 11th, um, the U.N. Security Council passed Resolution 17, uh, 1373 under Chapter 7 of the U.N. Charter, which basically says, and it's binding on all U.N. member nations, basically stipulates that all U.N. member nations uh, must refrain from providing any form of support, active or passive, to, uh, to entities or person involved in terrorist attacks. And she's saying, when you're hearing them talk about humanitarian aid, uh, it's a joke to think that humanitarian aid is actually that is what they call it going there because Hamas runs everything. 
So she's, she makes the point to saying whether it's active or passive, it's assistance to Hamas and it's hence illegal. What do you think about that? No, look, this is akin to dropping off humanitarian aid to the Mexican drug cartels and saying they're going to fix things down in Mexico and they're going to safeguard their communities because we gave them $5 billion in food and clothing and shelter and water. This is another government boondoggle dictated by the United Nations, which is one of the biggest failures on the global stage. And now what they're doing is joining forces with Biden to come in and say, well, if we tell the world we're standing with Israel, and if we send money over there, and we have no idea where it goes, nobody will actually track the money. It'll be five years later that they prove to us that the money actually went to Iran and a nuclear weapons program, or Hamas to blow up another hospital, or uh, Hezbollah to come in and attack America at our bases overseas. And this is what they're going to run with and hide behind the the mask that is the U.N., and just wait for it, Joe Biden is going to go over there and prop up the U.N. and say, look at what a marvelous job they're doing, because he has totally failed, and he's going to use that as his backstop. Yeah, let me ask you a couple other things uh, I want to get your opinion on. Chris Ray says he's now worried about rising threats to the homeland. Uh, I guess he's found time away from sitting in the parking lots at school board meetings, which I guess is good to know, but... Um, that's, this is probably just the beginning of, you know, an open border and things that are going to come home to roost. What did you think about what the FBI director said the other day? Yeah, this is the same Chris Ray who had intelligence about January 6th and hid it from us and cabinet secretaries in the Trump administration. So you can decide what to do with that. And then fast forward to now, today, and he's saying domestic terrorism, you know, is an actual threat. What have you been doing the last two and a half years when 225,000 illegals have been crossing our country every day, when you have two dozen known terrorist affiliates entering this country? How did you, the FBI, lose them? That's what the DHS secretary just admitted last month. And you expect us to believe you, Chris Ray, because you have now issued a heightened security posture that somehow your directive is going to be the edict of the land that controls our national security and our safety. He has failed across the board because he's weaponized justice. But make no mistake about it, that is just FBI leadership. It is not the everyday men and women who chase down criminals across this country. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so you have this Obama judge, Cash in charge of this trial, and I, I think she's the tip of the spear. I've been saying there's a reason she tried to jump in front of Judge Eileen Cannon in Florida to be first because they're basically saying, okay, you're going to go get us a guilty plea no matter what you have to do. It's kind of like Newt said in that call in Georgia where he called and said, no, you have to indict tomorrow. Well, we're not ready. Well, you don't understand. You need to indict tomorrow. I feel the same way about this judge in D.C. You have to get us a guilty verdict no matter what you have to do. She's the tip of the spear here, and now she's ordered this shocking, unprecedented, and I'd say unconstitutional gap order on the president. Meanwhile, you have a prosecutor leaking endlessly to his friends in the media. Um, yeah. what, is, what does the president do here, the former president? He continues to fight relentlessly like he does and shows up every day and turns the courtroom into a mission of justice. And look, these people, the prosecutors, the judge, they have a history of this. When I was running Russiagate, the Russiagate investigation for Congress for Devin Nunes, and we figured out that Fusion GPS and the DNC were funding the illicit steel dossier, do you know what federal judge we landed before when we issued our subpoenas to get those bank records? Sure. Judge Tanya Chutkin. You can't make this stuff up. Do you know who, after a month of heavy litigation, recused 
recused herself from those proceedings, Judge Tanya Tuchin. Why? Because she represented Fusion GPS and the DNC. So I ask America, how can this judge be a neutral and arbiter judge of the facts and the law when the victim of the crime, Donald Trump, is before her as a party? This has been planned for years. This judge needs to be recused. And the only person that can actually get that truth out more than us here on Real America's Voice is Donald Trump. And you're going to see it. I think they've appealed the gag order. I think the gag order is unconstitutional. It is election interference and election rigging at its highest moments. And Americans are seeing that for what it is. And I hope Donald Trump, and I know Donald Trump's going to continue to just unleash the barrage uh, legally in the courtroom. And Trump said he's not afraid to go to jail over it. So it's you know, amazing. It's I, got about a, amazing. I got about a minute here, Cash. I know you said that 20, a 24-hour floor cycle is plenty of time for House Republicans to air their grievances, come to compromises, and elect a new leader. You said, I don't mind it taking a day, but that's all it should take is one day. Yeah. Uh, after what you saw today, uh, what are your thoughts on what you saw today? Yeah, I wanted a speaker by the end of the day. We didn't get one. We really need one tomorrow, and we need one so we don't kick the cans of continuing resolutions and the economic deficits down the road so we don't get bootstrapped with some boondoggle aid package for the Ukraine, and um, which they're already ginning up right now in the defense industrial complex. So, look, if you guys don't think con- members of Congress are listening, they're listening to you. Start calling them. Start emailing them. Tell them. Remind them. You work for us. It is. They always tell us it's the people's house. Well, get your stuff in order over in the people's house so you can govern for us the yeah. American people. I really hope they get it together by tomorrow, but it's up to us and everyone Especially watching. Especially call into Congress. Call the New York delegation. All right, all he's the of author of yeah. Government Gangsters, Cash Patel, David Zia. Thank you very much. Live from the America's First Warehouse. Great stuff. Live from Studio 6B. A busy night still to come. Sports news all coming up. We're back right after this. Live from Studio 6B, 17 past the hour on a Tuesday night. I want to thank David Zier and Cash Patel. They did a, a great hour. I was over there about 7 o'clock just to say hello. Picked up a book from Cash, Government Gangsters, right here, of course. Go check it out. Did you actually pay for it or you just took it? No, I stole it when, okay. they, when they weren't looking. I just I <laughs> grabbed it and ran out of the America's First Warehouse. He so. used his LFS6B code. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. I used my code, F-R-E-E-R-U-N, free and run. And now you want your T-shirt. Remember the code, Big D. So great, great stuff. I mean, I mean, is there anybody better than him, by the way? No. And I love the fact that he's a Long Island kid. Yeah. He's quick. Yeah. So Sharp guy. Busy night. Lots to do. Lots to talk about. We'll talk about some of the topics we continued with Cash Patel. We'll do some sports and news. Mr. Delgado, how are you tonight? I am having a very nice day. No, I know of the weekend. Because it was nice today. Yes, because it was nice out today. And I said, you know what, self? I'm taking the day off from work. I okay. didn't go to work. Got your hair cut? Got my I, the, the, the landscape kid came by, exactly. took care of things. <laughs> Got the weed um, bracket treatment. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah. now I'm looking good. I'm feeling good. I, I, I you should buy a pillow. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, yeah. Use our code, would you please? You're looking good. I, I need a blue shirt. Feeling good. And my, and, my, and my cross hanging up. Yeah. Slick, how are you? I'm doing good. Big D. 
All right, very good. Let's do some sports. Speaking of MyPillow and Slick, let's put the two together. Let's do sports. It's brought to you by Mike Lindell and MyPillow. Use our code LFS6B when you do buy a pillow, like uh, Delgado's going to do tonight live on the show. Buy a pillow. Use our code LFS6B. And if you send in your receipts, you'll get a uh, free shirt of the month. Delgado will not get that if he sends in his receipt. <laughs> Why not? Well, because. I don't know. Just <sighs> think, I think it's funny to say you won't get it, but what size? Well, I'll get you something. A smedi- some, smedium. Smedium. We've got <laughs> some new great designs that have come yeah. out. A couple yeah, came out today, come in flex man. sizes? The Trump 2024 shirts are starting to roll out, and they are great. So, um, Slick Greg, let's do some sports. What's going on? All right, from 6B to MLB, Big D, Game 2 of the National League Championship Series. Phillies and Diamondbacks just underway. Bottom of the first, no score. Phillies with the first game, uh, ticked the first game last night with a 1-0 lead there. So, looking good. Texas Rangers also Looking real good. Up three games to none. Mattress Mac is ready to have a heart attack. No, it's actually two games to none. Game three is tomorrow night. So uh, the uh, uh, actually Texas Rangers now have won three to five, seven in a row. They have not lost in the playoffs yet. I'm thinking the Astros probably going to have a good night tomorrow, and I just can't see them getting swept as well. But what the Rangers are playing so good. Uh, and speaking of Rangers, let's get to the NHL in action. Rangers not playing, but we have the Canucks and Flyers. Flyers up two nothing. Thirteen to go there in the third. The Wild. 3-0 over the Canadians, 10 to go in the second. End of first, Sabres over the Lightning, 2-zip. Coyotes and Islanders out on the island tonight. End of one, no score yet. Oilers and Predators, also no score mid-first. And also mid-first, uh, Kings and Jets, no score there. Avalanche and Kraken, that's 10 p.m. puck drop. Stars at the Golden Knights, 10.30. And Hurricanes and Sharks, both 10.30 drops. In the, that's the NHL action, Big D. A couple of quick stories. Cowboys defense powers Dallas to Monday night win over the Chargers. I always get to love when I get to read something that actually is near and dear to my heart. Uh, Todd Archer of ESPN, Inglewood, California. After a game filled with miscues and penalty flags, the Dallas Cowboys defense came up big in the final two minutes to seal a 20-17 win over the Los Angeles Chargers on Monday night football with quarterback Justin Herbert playing through a fractured middle finger on his non-throwing hand. Uh, the Chargers dropped to 2-3 and three on the season as the Cowboys moved to 4-2. and two. Uh, Starting with three key third down conversions on a game winning drive that ended with a Brandon Aubrey. Let's go, Brandon, on the Cowboys field goal. Uh, a sack, the first of the game for the Cowboys by Micah Parsons, and a ceiling interception by Stephon Gilmore. And the Chargers had just 50 yards on 22 carries in Austin Eckler's return from injury. The Cowboys are now 10 and 1 after a loss over the last two seasons. So, pretty good bounce back by the Cowboys. Congratulations, Aaron, on your pick last night with the win there. I also won. The Cowboys did cover. They were initially two and a half point favorites, but it was one and a half point last night. Either way, it didn't matter. They covered by three. And one last quick one, Big D. Kyle Larson edges Christopher Bell at Las Vegas Motor Speedway. AP report from Las Vegas. Kyle Larson uses spectacular mid-race save. Got a lightning-fast final pit stop from his Hendrick uh, Motorsports crew. Then held off Christopher Bell at the Las Vegas Motor Speedway finish line to become the first driver locked into the NASCAR championships finale. The 2021 World Cup, uh, the Cup champion earned the first of four spots in the November 5th deciding finale with his win in Sunday's opening race in the round of eight of NASCAR. Cause playoffs. Glad we don't need to stress in the last two races, Lawson said. Lawson's fourth win of the season was the most important. Hendricks Motorsports could theoretically coast through the next two weeks and focus mostly on preparing for the finale at Phoenix Raceway. So good luck and congratulations to Kyle Lawson as he moves on in the NASCAR championships. That's Rapid Sports Big D. Back to you. All right, Slick Rick. Very good. We'll do some more sports. Sports was brought to you by, of course, Mike Lindell and my pillow. Use our code LFS6B at checkout. 
It'll save you great savings, 10, sometimes up to 66% off all the great stuff that Lindell has for sale. Let's do a little news. We'll do some more when we get back. Uh, and here with the news, brought to you by our friends at 7cells.com, 7cells.com. Our code will save you 20% off at checkout is Rick Delgado. What's going on? All right. Well, of course, uh, jumping over to the Mideast conflict uh, between Hamas and Israel, protesters in Lebanon have decided they are angry that a Gaza hotel was hit by a rocket Tuesday that reportedly claimed the lives of hundreds of people, and they descended on nowhere else but the U.S. Embassy in Beirut. Uh, more than 100 protesters gathered near the embassy carrying Palestinian flags. Reuters reported tear gas was fired near the building. The demonstration came hours, came hours after the Al-Ahlai Baptist Hospital in Gaza, in Gaza was hit by a rocket, prompting both sides of the Israel-Hamas conflict to blame each other. The Hamas Health Ministry said at least 500 people were dead, resulting in anger in the region. Hamas claims that it was Israeli military targeted the hospital, but the IDF... Uh, determined Islamic Jihad terror group was responsible. An analysis of the IDF operational system indicates that a barrage of rockets were fired by terrorists in Gaza, passing in close proximity to the hospital in Gaza at the same time it was hit. Intelligence from multiple sources we have in our hands indicates that Islamic Jihad is responsible for the failed rocket launch, which hit the hospital. And, of course, now everybody's backtracking because we saw the mainstream media completely lose themselves today trying to uh, blame Israel for this uh, for this attack on this hospital. Yeah, the media supports the enemy. Of course. And their behavior today, not that some of us needed to know, again, demonstrates that. The New York Times, CNN, just abysmal, uh, disgusting in their reporting that they had, to, they had to jump to it as quick as they could. They had no facts. They had no idea what had happened, but it didn't matter. It didn't matter because they need to support their on-air hosts – who um, also support the enemy. Yeah. It's it's a bloodlust that they have. Who, who can explain it? The Islamic Jihad, as I said, is a smaller, more radical Palestinian militant group that often cooperates with Hamas. And the airstrike on the hospital uh, that killed 500 came from that failed launch. Earlier, the Hamas-run health ministry said there were at least 500 people killed in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, they're, they're still waiting as more and more... Uh, rubble is cleared, and and they try to find more people. So that's that was the big thing that exploded today. Here's right. the New York Here's the New York Times headline at 2:12 p.m. Breaking news on their Twitter: An Israeli airstrike hit a Gaza hospital on Tuesday, killing at least 200 Palestinians, according to the Palestinian Health Ministry. Well, the Palestinian Health Ministry is Hamas. Just, yeah. just let's be. That's number one. <laughs> right. Which said the number of casualties was expected to rise. Okay, so none of that is true. They had no information that that was true, but they just ran with the headline. So now when you click on the link to this story, this is now the current headline. Israel-Hamas war, Israel's and Palestinians blame each other for blast at Gaza Hospital. There's video at this point (laughs) of the launch of this failed rocket amongst many that they tried to launch. Now it's they blamed each other. This is the New York Times. It, it's it's just unexplainable. It is explainable. Yeah. It actually, it's not unexplainable. They support the enemy. All right, more when we get back. More news with Delgado right after this.
minutes past the hour live from Studio 6B on a Tuesday night. So we'll do some more news with here with Delgado here in a second. couple things I just came across. Chip Roy, uh, well, Cash is not going to be happy to, to hear this after what he said about the speakership, um, which we're just – what we're seeing here is the reality of a four-vote majority. I've only talked about it for a month, and I'll continue to talk about it. This is the reality of a four-seat majority in today's political climate. And Chip Roy now says – K Street and the old guard working up tonight to drive up the nose on Jordan for tomorrow. And they will likely be successful with a few. The problem, question mark, holding on to power doesn't sell to Americans who want that change that Jim Jordan represents. Hashtag Jordan for speaker as long as it takes. And, um, well, I don't know what as long as it takes what he's willing to accept, but um, Jim Jordan himself said we shouldn't come to the floor unless we know we have the votes, and that's what they did today, and he had he had less votes in the first round than McCarthy did in January. He has more opposition than McCarthy had in January to start the day. We were talking about what last night? Eight? Six? What, Something what, like that. Yeah. I, I thought it, it was, was 20. 20. Yeah, it was 20. I Ended thought that being. was the number going in. But I know we we had identified at least six to eight, I think, by name. What did you think today? Did you uh, you surprised no, that it was twenty? No, I, I wasn't surprised at all. Not not when you have uh, uh, not after I read this by DC Drano. Did you see what he put out? That no. Representative Don Bacon caught serving as an advisor to nonprofit with ties to CCP link think tank, um, who is also and uh, I guess involved. With uh, with the group No Labels, you know No Labels. Uh, turns out there are they, they are um, running interference and trying to uh, screw this thing up as much as they can. And he exposed No Labels as being uh, as doing exactly that earlier today. So good for him. I was trying to find the exact uh, tweet that he that he put it out there because he said, "Hey, I have some great intel about who's doing this. Uh, if I can get a thousand reap re- re- uh, tweets on this, I'll expose it." And within a few minutes, he he had put it up. Now, Representative uh, Jimenez, Carlos Jimenez, who we talked about last night, I think he is from uh, let's see, Miami Dade. He's a hard no on Jordan. He tweeted tonight. I'll never vote for Socialist Democrat Hakeem Jeffries. Okay, so that, well, that's good to know because there was some debate tonight, tonight and today, about how close we were to finding five Republicans who just wanted to stick it to Gates and the party oh. and go over to Hakeem and say, all right, let's find a centrist Democrat that we could support, the five of us. And all of you, of course, are in perfect unison, as you always are. There's never, never a descending voice over there. They know better. Uh, and let's just move on with business. And of course, I keep continue to bring this possibility up, and everybody thinks I'm crazy. And I hope I'm. I hope you're right. I hope you're right, and I hope that I am crazy. I still think it's on the table. As the, the longer this goes, as Chip Roy says, as long as it takes. I don't know about that. Let's hope you have as long as it takes. You know, you have a CR that's ending in November 18th. You need another one. So you have to have something. You have to be able to do business by then. You want to try to do appropriations. But more importantly, can you hold off five lame, garbage, rhino Republicans that you know we have in this party somewhere? You know we do. From getting to the point where they just say, 
enough of this. Let's go talk to them. They only need five of us. And let's get, um, you know, whoever. I, I don't think that possibility is off the table. I really don't. The longer this goes. Right. Well, I did find the uh, the tweet from DC Drano says leaked email from lobbying firm with ties to. That's right. The frozen turtle Mitch McConnell organizing phone calls tonight with GOP Republican Don Bacon. Bacon is one of the eight one of the eight uh, no votes on Jim Jordan. Um and by the way, McConnell could could absolutely help spearhead this. So, yeah. This could absolutely help spearhead this in two seconds. As a matter of fact, uh, who I've been following, uh, Jake Sherman from um, Punchbowl News is who I've been following a lot on this. He just tweeted out, meanwhile, over in the Senate, Agreed to by unanimous consent, a resolution authorizing the use of the atrium in the Philip A. Hart Senate office building for a by. What is this pie? Oh, God. Who knows what's going on in the Senate? <laughs> just, <laughs> just a waste of time. Um, so anyways, back to Jimenez's tweet. He says, I'm OK. I'm only voting for Kevin. I'm voting for our duly elected Republican Speaker of the House, Kevin McCarthy, who should have never been removed to begin with. So so. This is where the Republican Party's at. Well, it was a lot worse, I think, uh, nine months ago. And it's only gotten worse through those nine months with Kevin McCarthy involved because, again, I point you to June and the most recent deal he made with Democrats yet again. So, I don't know. You can't keep going to the same well and expecting uh, you're going to pull up anything but garbage out of it because that's all McCarthy's been giving us is garbage. Well, he did this and he did that. He, he No. He keeps putting us further and further in debt because he keeps making deals with the Democrats. Why? Because he let, he let Nancy Pelosi stay in that office. Why? Well, because she was pulling his strings. Simple as that. She was pulling his strings. And as soon as, as, soon as he got removed, guess what? They kicked her out, too. They knew they were locked in together. Anyhow, you want to hear about another Democrat? I got one for you. If interested. Yeah, I'm just reading one more thing here. Oh, okay. Republicans, including some of Jordan's supporters, are warning that a conservative pressure campaign meant to shore up support is instead backfiring, uh, imperiling the Ohioans' speaker bid. And um, Sean Davis from the Federalist campaign said, uh, I mean, from the Federalist said, the pressure campaign they're complaining about is their own voters contacting them. And there's nothing worse for a swamp creature than being forced to listen to the voters whose money they confiscate and spend so freely. So we'll see. We'll see what the we'll see if we get a vote tomorrow, another vote. There are some who are pressuring the vote because they know that he's going to lose more votes on the second round. So I don't know where they go past Jordan. I can't see them putting Jordan up 15 times, can you? I don't know. We'll see. I, I you know what? Again, I keep I, hearing Tom Emmer and I just I I, I mean how you could think Tom Emmer is better than McCarthy is beyond me. It's just beyond me. He's he's more liberal than all of them. Right. Well, that's the swamp. That's what they want. They want somebody who's really a Democrat, and they want that's what they want because that's what Kevin McCarthy was. He was really a Democrat, uh, parading around and masquerading as, as a Republican. But when he needed help to get things done, or the Democrats needed help, they went to McCarthy. McCarthy went to them. Proved out. 
Uh, here's another guy you might uh, remember hearing about. This guy is actually, he calls himself a Democrat. I'm talking about Robert Menendez. Bob Menendez, old Bob from New Jersey, now accused of acting as a foreign agent and has a history of blocking Farrah reform bills. Yes, the same bill that would have kept him in check. Former prosecutor Elliot, Elliot Felig breaks down the bribery allegations against Senator Bob Bob Menendez, uh, who is now facing additional charges of acting as a foreign agent in an indictment released on Thursday. He has a history of opposing Foreign uh, Agents Registration Act reforms. That's called FARA. According to Senate records in 2020, Menendez blocked Republican uh, Senator Chuck Grassley's bipartisan-led effort to create stricter penalties regulating influence of foreign entities on the U.S. government. I wonder why he would do that. Anyhow, I guess we could check with Egypt. The Foreign Agents Disclosure and Registration Enhancement Act of 2019 would have built upon the existing law to boost disclosure to the public of foreign lobbying campaigns. It seems short-sighted to provide additional enforcement tools before we have figured out what the regime would look like. Menendez said on the Senate floor, the disturbing rise of foreign influence Campaigns that use a variety of measures to mask who is the ultimate source or beneficiary should serve as an alarm to all of us. He actually said this. This is hilarious. Um, So before this body passes any tweaks or new tools and adds to the current patchwork of the FARA regulations and exemptions, I think we should step back and take a comprehensive look. And we have not done that yet. And once we do take a look, we'll find money stuffed in your jackets right there, uh, Bob. At the time, Grassley said the bill would give the Justice Department new tools to detect and detect secret foreign lobbying and ensure policymakers and the American public knew when influence campaigns were being pushed by foreign interests. And of course, Bob Menendez wanted none of that to happen because uh, he was too busy sticking cash and gold bars into his pockets and putting his wife into a brand new car. So you got that. Hey, you want to go over to Chicago where it's really safe? No, of course you don't. Uh, but you'll learn that Chicago is giving $9,000 to migrants. I'm sure the people of Chicago are really happy with that, that <laughs> to cover their rent, help furnish their apartments, and get them started with a single medical, uh, with, with medical as well. Um, it, it's amazing what's coming out of Chicago. They're giving uh, rental assistance to migrants in need of temporary housing after it paid a medical firm a staggering $7.2 million for staffing shelters for just one week. The Windy City is struggling with over 11,000 migrants in shelters and 4,000 staying. Check this out. They have, they have migrants staying in police stations and at O'Hare Airport uh, after more than 18,000 have arrived in the city in just the past year. To free much-needed room in shelters, the state of Illinois is helping cover costs for temporary housing for migrants, including you get nine grand in rental assistance over a six-month period. Chicago's Deputy Chief of Staff, uh, Christina Zayas, told Fox 32 that the funds include assistance with moving costs so they can get a moving van uh, and a starter kit <laughs> with, with furniture assistance. This is insane. The city has allocated $4 million to help migrants find temporary housing, and the state has contributed another $38 million it's unclear how many migrants are currently benefiting from the program. It's probably three or four. Mm-hmm. So, meanwhile, people trying to get out of Israel who can't even get a flight, who have to take a take a um, a cruise ship to like Cyprus to then try to find a flight, they have to sign something that says they'll repay yes. the government to yes. get home. Yes, that's the most insane thing. Yeah, but uh, this is what's going on in Chicago as Biden is flying uh, immigrants all over the country from all over the place, absolutely free. 
But if you're an American citizen, of course, Biden and his party have always thought that the illegal is more virtuous than the citizen always. Right. And they continue to and act like that. And um, you're right. That is, it's just outrageous. It's mind-numbing. Insane. You want to hear one more thing insane real quick? Yeah, we got time for one more. Oprah Winfrey is denying reports that she tried to team up with Mitt Romney in 2020, believe it or not, to create a unity ticket to stop President Donald Trump, saying she merely encouraged Romney to run as an independent. Her denial comes in response to a new biography by uh, Mittens that claims Oprah urged the never-Trump Utah Republican to run for president as independent right. in 2020 with it did her so well the first time. as his yeah. running mate. Yes. But Oprah herself is trying to put an end to those rumors through a spokesperson. She said she called Senator Romney to encourage him to run. Um, she was not calling to be a part of the ticket, was never considered running herself. Yeah. And the <laughs> fact that he took the phone call tells you where we're at with the Republican Party. Yeah, exactly. Because so. how many of them would take that phone call? Well, a lot. Just remember when you watch all the speaker stuff again, just remember that it's in the Senate, it is a 90-10 Democrat majority, and in the House, you have 60-70% of the Republican caucus who is more ideologically in line with Hakeem Jeffries than they are with Jim Jordan. That's a fact. to the hour on a Tuesday night. Cash Patel joined us to open the show from the America's First Warehouse. That was great. We'll do some more news and sports. I saw this clip today. It's probably the best clip of the day. So this guy in Canada who's running on the, uh, I guess, the uh, Pierre uh, Polivier. Oh, I love this guy. So he had some journalist who was um, pulled him aside and wanted to talk to him about kind of like his campaign and like what the, the, the course he's taking as running. Is he kind of trying to mirror Trump? And this guy thought he was going to get cute with them. And they're out in like the, uh, they're out like picking apples in the apple field or something. And Pierre has an apple in his hand as this guy is talking to him. And this, this might be the best, one of the most relaxing, just <laughs> best takedowns of a phony journalist trying to act like smarter than he is. I've seen in a long time. Watch this. Um, on the, on the topic, I mean, in terms of your sort of strategy currently, you're obviously taking the populist, uh, pathway. Um, what does that mean? <laughs> well, ap appealing, appealing to people's, uh, more emotional levels, I would guess. Um, I mean, what certainly, you mean certainly you, certainly you tap, certainly you tap uh, very strong ideological language quite frequently. Like what? Uh, left wing, you know, this and that, right wing, you know, I mean, it's that, that type I of ideological thing. About, I never really talk about left but or right. Anyways, a lot I of people... I don't really believe in that. Okay. A lot of people <laughs> would, would say that you're simply taking a page out of the Donald Trump uh, book. Like which people would say that? Well, I'm sure a great many Canadians, but... <laughs> like who? 
I don't know who, but... Well, you're um, the one who asked the question, so yeah. oh, you must know somebody. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm sure there's some out there, but anyway, so the, <laughs> point of this, the point of this question is, I mean, why should, why should Canadians <laughs> trust you with their vote, given, you know, not, not just the sort of ideological inclination in terms of taking the page of Donald Trump's book, but also... What are you also, talking about? What page? What page? Can you give okay. me a page? Give me the page. <laughs> you keep in, saying in terms, that. in terms of tur turning things quite dramatically, in terms of of Trudeau and and the left wing and all of this, I mean, you you, you make quite a you know it's it's quite a play that you make on it. So I'm I'm not sure. I don't under, I don't know what your question okay. is. Okay, then forget that. Why should Canadians <laughs> forget that trust you with their vote? Common sense. Okay. Common sense for for a change. We're going to make common sense common in this country. We don't have any common sense in the current government. You know, the guy prints $600 billion, grows our money supply by 32% in three years. That's growing the money eight times faster than the economy. No wonder we have the worst infl inflation in four decades. I'm gonna cap spending, cut waste, so that we can balance the budget and bring down inflation and interest rates. You'll wanna be able to pay your mortgage again? You wanna be able to afford rent? Then you have to vote for Pierre Polyev because I'm the only one with a common sense plan that will bring back the buying power of your paycheck. There you Boom. Go. Kaboom. Man, mic drop. <laughs> Apple yeah. drop. Yes, yeah. exactly. That's, the second half is great, obviously, yeah. too. But the first half of how to <laughs> deal with this guy, and all it takes is one or two words. Well, who? Yeah. Well, tell me the page. Who says that? Give me an example. Well, because that's uh, they don't they can't even deal with that. Guy right. wasn't prepared at all for him. Because that's that's the that that's what journalists quote unquote journalists do. Yeah. They'll say people say what all you got to say is yeah. what people. Who yeah. are you Who's talking they? about? Who's they? Yeah. And and all of a sudden they get caught because they're just they're just reciting something that they, somebody else said. Oh, people say. Oh, that's a good one. I'll use that one. People say that you're a, you're a lunatic. What people? Uh, you know those people. They they have no answer. Because they're they're just stealing things from other people that they've heard. Now that they now that they get confronted with it, and he did a great job with knocking this guy because he got him to the point where he goes, "Okay, forget about that." The guy couldn't even get to a question because every time he tried to to couch the question, people say this, people assume that you're using a, a Trump thing. He he calls him out like, "What people? What page? What are you talking about?" Um, it's because he made it up, so he's got nothing now. You know what I mean? He's got nothing to hang his hat on for the question because he just got busted. So, uh, uh, um, uh, bravo, Pierre. Yes, bravo's right. That's... Have another apple. <laughs> uh, what'd you say? <laughs> what people? So calmly chomping the apple at the most absolute perfect times to take another bite. Yeah. And and I love the one point. It was like right right around right around. I said he kind of gave he kind of gave a look. I think to the camera. He's like I'm I'm destroying. He like like he knew I'm busting this guy's balls. I'm just gonna nitpick every little thing he said. Yeah. And it was perfect. Yeah. Loved it. All right, let's do some sports. Sports is brought to you by Mike Lindell and MyPillow. Use our code LFSXB at checkout. Slick Rick, what's going on? Big D, I want to give a shout out. I had a sighting today again. I was in the store. A UFO <laughs> sighting? No, no, I was hanging out with Delgado. Oh, Bigfoot? We were in a similar town. Oh, no, he's town. here. Bigfoot? No, you're no, I was in, I had to run into the supermarket. I had to pick up some blueberries for my toucan prints. Everybody does that, right? Pick up blueberries for their toucan. And I was picking them up. And as I'm walking out, woman goes, I know you. And I didn't recognize this young lady. And she goes, uh, TV. And uh, what a nice lady. Watches the show now for three and a half years. Loves the show. Says we're great. And uh, this will be Marianne from Mount Sinai, Long Island, Big D. Yeah. 
Time out. Yeah. Stop the clock. <laughs> you were doing what at this grocery store? I'm picking up blueberries for Prince, my toucan. He, 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 they, had, they were short on blueberries in the supermarket. Wife's like, you got to go to the other place to get the blueberries. I did six ninety nine for a little pint. Took don't two cans? Don't two cans eat Fruit Loops or something? Like that? And I don't eat Fruit Loops. Your two can eats blueberries. He eats blueberries, drinking fruit, and a lot of things. The okay. yogurt. Yep, dried crickets. Good stuff. Okay. Don't eat yogurt. No, You're no, a dry no. cricket. I am a dry cricket. Well, that's good. So you know, it's always funny when you see people around the New York area because we're not really on too many places yeah. around here. So it's. Uh... I told it that. Yeah, very nice to see you. And that's why we're always caught by off guard. I told you, it's more popular in other parts of the country, uh, but not not so much in New York. Yeah. yeah. Well, typical, right? All right, what's going on in sports? Well, let's get to the update on that Major League Baseball score. That's game two of the NLCS in Philly. Phillies are up one nothing, looking to take a commanding 2 to nothing lead there. So Phillies looking good right now. Might be a Phillies-Rangers series. A little too early to call, but looking good. And get to a call. Oh, I got a good story. Mick Pinner in the chat. You know, I, I'm, I've been told by a few people, I'm not giving the Washington Huskies any love. You know, somebody over the weekend told me, hey, Slick Rick, and I forget their name. You know, the football does get played west of the Rockies. and I, So I haven't been able to, you know, I only got so much time on the show. You know, we're talking about Ohio State, we're talking about Florida State, different teams, Notre Dame, of course, but then uh, we haven't been talking about Michigan, who, by the way, is quietly having a phenomenal season, right? Sitting at number two, ready to take uh, take aim. They're playing Michigan State this weekend, probably a role game for them as well. But uh, Washington Huskies fans stormed the field as time expires in massive win over Oregon. Uh, the battle of Pac-12 powers, number eight Oregon and number six Washington lived up to the anticipation Saturday in Seattle. Uh, Heisman contenders Bo Nix and Michael Penn Jr. lit up Husky Stadium in a down-to-the-wire game. Oregon had a chance to tie the game as time expired, but kicker Camden Lewis's 43-yard field goal attempt sailed just wide of the goalpost to give the Huskies a 36-33 win, and it was raining at the stadium, and sure enough, what do you think they played? Purple rain by Prince because they're in their purple jerseys. So shout out, Washington, you're my new favorite team. I got my eye on you. I'm excited about the Huskies, Big D. 6-0, ranked number five. They get uh, Arizona State University this weekend at Big home. spread, big spread. 1-5 Arizona State is. So they're been me, you, Delgado, Aaron, and Fran could beat them. Uh, Washington's minus 26.5. Michigan, 7-0. Like you said, gets Michigan State this weekend. Yeah, 24. Uh, 24. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 7.30 p.m. on Saturday night. So we'll have to wait and see if any either of those games are part of the odds makers coming up for this week on Friday. Of course, I'm we'll do that. Maybe. All right, what else maybe. is going on in sports? Well, like? real quick, Big D, police. Uh, Terrell Owens struck by car after argument during basketball game. I heard game. this on the this radio. Guys, is unbelievable. This is David Bull, a Breitbart former NFL great. Terrell Owens was struck by a car Monday night following an argument during a basketball game earlier that day. TMZ Sports, they were always right on it, right? Police tell TMZ Sports that the trouble started when the NFL Hall of Fame was playing basketball in the Calabra- uh, Calabasas area of California. Uh, Calabasas. Uh, Owens and one of the other players got into an argument afterward. The man with whom Owens had been arguing with got into his car and rammed the former cowboy, hitting him in the knee. Officers say Owens did not require medical attention. Police are still searching for the alleged assailant. A report for assault with a deadly weapon has been filed. But, you know, Terrell Owens had his trouble, right? He was fighting with somebody in front of a CBS uh, that was earlier last year. And uh, he's had a couple of different issues with threatening to hit people and whatnot. So, boy's got some problems, huh? He always did. He always was a little bit of a strange duck. But I think he'll be okay, T.O. That's a wrap, Hour two coming up. More news with Delgado. We'll get into a couple things about the House Speaker, some other news going around around the world. Hour two coming up. A lot of you wrote me about Crazy Town last night. Oh, that was a doozy. All right, live from Studio 6B. We're back.
All right, hour two live from Studio 6B on a Tuesday night. Glad you're in. Rick Delgado's doing the news. Rick Amorati's doing sports. Lots to get to in hour two. Want to say hi to all our friends in the Getter Chats. Look, Rick, you got some shout-outs you said you wanted to do? Yeah, Mama Ten from Tennessee. She says she never gets a shout-out. We show her some love, Mama Ten. Bubby Sims, my man, loves Slick Rick. I love him, too. <laughs> Trump, Con09, guys, busted my shoes all night, but God bless him anyway. And uh, AZ Sunquist. We got who else? ALS6567. We got a number of them, Rick. Black Guns 204. Balthazar R. Ohio Bell. D's Texas Nuts. Another chop buster from Texas, I got to tell you. He's a Philly Hey, these Texas nuts. Let's go, Jets. Let's go, Jets. I better stop. Okay. <laughs> Blue Kentucky love her, too. And, oh, yeah, we got them all. Come on, Rick. You got any in there that you love? Uh, no idea. I just asked them to do some shout outs. That's it, man. Uh, Come on. Fight, Show them some love in the chat. Get that chat fighter. Hey, you're not going to. They better get this thing to 10,000. They, they never see these shoes again. Okay. All right. Yes, there you go. go. You want to see these tonight. So yeah, You want to see them every night. Oh, about. my goodness. All right. <laughs> so, as I said. How many roaches you kill with those things? <laughs> I killed. A couple of crickets on the way in. <laughs> As I said to uh, Cash Patel when we opened the show, uh, you don't see this very often, but President Trump wrote an op-ed today, uh, and it's out in Newsweek today, tonight. Um, well, I guess it came out about five, six o'clock, and it's entitled "Donald Trump: Biden's Weakness and Incompetence Strengthened Iran and Hamas." The barbaric and evil terrorist attacks on Israel are a horrific reminder that the world is safe only when America is strong. But when we have a weak president in the White House, the costs can be greater than our worst nightmares. We hope to prevent further shedding of innocent blood. The United States must learn the painful lesson of these savage atrocities. As we pray for the Israeli people in this hour of anguish and give them our complete and total support, we must also confront the absolute failure of the Biden administration, whose incompetence and ignorance invited this heinous and deadly assault on civilization itself. The only thing Biden is good at is the weaponization of the justice system against his political opponents. Every step of the way, Joe Biden has empowered and emboldened America's enemies the world over, and clearly none more, uh, clearly none more so than the terrorist group Hamas and their bloodthirsty sponsor, the villainous regime in Iran. When I left office, Iran was weak, broke, and desperate to make a deal. I told other nations, including China, which, by the way, you see how little talk you're hearing of China these days? As we continue to push Iran, Russia, China closer together, China's sitting over there thinking, man, no one's paying too much attention to us. We got no sanctions on us right now. We're getting eyed down Taiwan as much as we want right now. No one knows what that, no one's paying any attention to us. That's just another side effect of what's going on right now. Uh, And I told China that if you buy oil from Iran, you can't do business in the United States. Virtually all of them complied. Iran's terrorist regime was careening towards bankruptcy, hemorrhaging money, could barely pay the salaries of their radical Islamic thugs. I hammered Iranian oil exports down to a record low. But then Biden came in, loosened up all sanctions, and today Iran is producing more than 3 million barrels a day. Iran went from making little to no money under me to raking in at least $80 billion a year under Biden. 
Iran knew that Biden was going to be soft, foolish, and able to be pushed around the very moment he assumed the office. In May of 2021, shortly after Biden eased sanctions, Iran's proxy Hamas launched over 4,000 missiles at Israeli population centers. Iran paid no price. And then Biden sat back for nearly three years while the Iranian regime accumulated $70 billion in oil wealth to help fund its terror network around the world. On top of all of this, just last month, Biden unfroze $6 billion of Iranian money in exchange for hostages, a ransom payment that set a terrible precedent and put a bounty on the heads of innocent people all over the globe. Meanwhile, Iran and China strengthened their ties with oil, deal, oil deals worth hundreds of billions of dollars. Days ago, we saw the deadly consequences of three years of breathtaking weakness and appeasement, the worst terror attack in, in Israeli's history. Depraved savages rampaged through civilian communities house by house, torturing, raping, maiming innocent men, women, and children. They kidnapped infants and the elderly. They took them hostage to torture them. Uh, they had children tied up, shots, babies murdered, burned alive. Tens of billions of dollars that Biden allowed Iran to accumulate are now being used by Iran to finance this mayhem and murder. Under my leadership, our approach was the exact opposite. The world was safe, peaceful, and calm because the United States of America was respected and strong. In four short years, I obliterated the ISIS uh, territorial caliphate. I terminated its founder and leader, al-Baghdadi. I devastated the senior ranks of al-Qaeda. I stood up to the corrupt Iranian regime like no president in history. I withdrew from the horrendous Iran nuclear deal. I imposed the toughest ever sanctions on the regime. I eliminated Iran's terrorist mastermind, Soleimani, who was killing our soldiers and everyone else. We crushed the Iranian regime's finances, decimated their ability to fund terrorist proxies like Hamas and Hezbollah. I also took a firm stand against Palestinian terrorists and terrorist sympathizers, cutting off hundreds of billions of dollars to the Palestinian Authority. When Biden took office, one of the first things he did was to reverse this policy and ship $235 million of American taxpayer dollars to the Palestinians. Despite warnings from within his own government that this money would be used to fund terror campaigns for Hamas. He reportedly even gave 100000 to a Palestinian university that describes Hamas terrorists as righteous martyrs. I was proud to be the best friend Israel has ever had in the White House. I kept my promise, recognized Israel's capital, and opened the embassy in Jerusalem. I also recognized Israeli sovereignty over the Golan Heights. In addition, we negotiated the historic Abraham Accords, Abraham Accords through which multiple Arab countries normalized relations with Israel, leaving Iran increasingly isolated. What a difference a president can make. When I return to the White House, I will once again stand with uh, Israel 100%. The United States will fully support Israel in defeating, dismantling, and permanently destroying the terror group Hamas. And we will once again cut off money uh, for the corrupt UN agency that has been helping fuel this conflict for decades, UNRWA. I will once again turn on American oil, unleashing American energy independence as we were just three years ago. In addition, I will immediately begin the process of building a state-of-the-art missile defense shield in America. Americans deserve an Iron Dome as well. 
We will restore the Trump travel ban on entry by people from terror-plagued countries, territories, and places. As president, I also suspended refugee resettlement when we entered office in 2017, and we will do it again. I ban refugees from Syria. I ban refugees from Somalia and from most all of the dangerous places in the world. And in my second term, we are going to expand each and every ban to keep Americans safe. We aren't bringing in anyone from Gaza or Syria or Somalia or Yemen or Libya or anywhere else that threatens our security. I also issued a historic rule proclaiming that no refugees will be resettled in local communities without their consent, and we will reinstate that rule on day one. Next, we will imp implement strong ideological screening for all immigrants to the United States. No longer will we allow dangerous lunatics, haters, bigots, maniacs to get residency in our country. If you empathize with radical Islamic terrorists and extremists, you're disqualified, period. If you want to abolish the state of Israel, you're disqualified. If you support Hamas or the, ideology, or the ideology behind Hamas, you're disqualified. And if you're a communist, Marxist, or fascist, you're disqualified. In addition, we will aggressively deport resident aliens with jihadist sympathies. In the wake of the attacks on Israel, Americans have been disgusted to see open support for terrorists among the legion of foreign nationals on college campuses. Under the Trump administration, we will revoke the student visas of radical anti-American and anti-Semitic foreigners at our colleges and universities. We will send them straight back home. Likewise, the mobs of pro-Hamas barbarians we saw in the streets of New York and other cities last week have no place in this country. Jewish mothers and fathers should never have to send their children to school fearing they will be shot or stabbed on a so-called day of jihad. Under my administration, we will proactively send ICE to pro-jihadist demonstrations to enforce our immigration laws and remove violators from the country. We will continue the process that I started in my first four years of stripping citizenship from criminals, terrorists, and immigration cheaters and frauds. Finally, we will secure our border and begin the largest deportation operation in American history, including removing all the illegal aliens from countries that hate us and hate our values. Under Biden, terrorists and criminals are pouring in. We will stop them. We will remove them. With Biden, Iranian agents have also been running our Iran policy under disgraced Iranian envoy Robert Malley, a Hamas sympathizer who has pronounced the terror group just misunderstood. Allegedly due to Malley's influence, Biden's State Department and Defense Department were reportedly infiltrated by people with close ties to Iran in highly sensitive positions. This should be regarded as one of the greatest national security scandals in American history, but the fake news won't even talk about it. Under my administration, we will hunt down and remove all Iranian spies, agents, or suspected agents from the United States government. This is how I will begin to undo the terrible damage Joe Biden has done and end the Biden betrayal of Israel. In the meantime, the entire world must stand with Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu and, in, and, and Israel's wartime government as they seek to defeat these murderous enemies. Under a Trump administration, Iran will once again be weak, Israel will once again be safe, and the United States of America will once again be stronger and more powerful than ever before. That is about as strong yeah. as you can put it. <clears throat> and it hits on everything. Uh, I, I mean, I like the way that reads even more than, than I'm, when I see him in front of, you know, his, the speech. Right. He should just read his own op-ed. 
<laughs> Who knows? I mean, that he'll, is fantastic. He'll probably start working it in. Because, I mean, it, like I said, it hits on everything. It hits on every aspect of what we've seen um, by this this corrupt uh, Biden regime, this Obama-Biden regime that's currently uh, uh, taking us down the road to d- destruction. And, and make no mistake, we know Biden is just a puppet. We know this is all stemming from Obama. He's a, he, he was Muslim Brotherhood when he stepped in. He's been promoting them from within. Uh, he led the, uh, you know, the, the Arab Spring. He let that occur uh, and just unwound it all. So let's not, let's not forget where this all comes. Because Joe, Joe is just Joe, right? Joe will, hey, what do you need me to do? I'll do that. Yeah, I'll do that. He has, he has no morals. He has no compass. He has no nothing. He is just a puppet. He's an empty suit. And they just stick their hand in there and flap his gums and say, okay, you're going to say this as best he can. Because that's all he's doing is just carrying out the policy that Obama started. So... Boy, that's a fantastic piece by the former president. It's on our social media. It's on Getter right now. I just posted it on our Getter. It's on our Twitter as well. That is a fantastic op-ed from the former president. All right, sports and news coming up when we get back right after this. EnviroCleanse, the home air purifier, so powerful the U.S. Navy, of course, chose to purify the air on the Navy ships. Now, EnviroCleanse is extending their sale to our listeners, and the timing of this 30% off sale couldn't be better because, of course, it's officially cold and flu season, and now the new COVID strain is out. EnviroCleanse is proven to capture and destroy flu and COVID viruses in your home. Plus bacteria, toxins, mold, and allergens. EnviroCleanse is how you fight back against the entire family, you know, getting sick at the same time. In fact, EnviroCleanse is the only home air purifier that promises you and your family better health. And it makes that promise by helping clear your home of cold, flu, and COVID viruses. That's why I have an EnviroCleanse in my home, and I have one here at the studio as well. New science in home air purification. Don't miss this 30% off sale. Order your EnviroCleanse home air purifier while supplies last. Visit ekpure.com and use code AMERICA30. ekpure.com. Use code AMERICA30. www.ekpure.com. Code AMERICA30 for 30% off the EnviroCleanse. And if you've been listening to this show, you know how I feel about the EnviroCleanse. You can, I mean, it takes... 48 hours for you to know that something's different in your house and that's that thing getting rid of all that all that junk all that gunk in the air all right EnviroCleanse go check it out ekpure.com use code America 30 so uh, I came across this and uh, Matt Gates is actually I believe issued actually an apology uh, if you want to put my uh, Lawler for New York, Mike Lawler, who I guess represents North, New, New York 17th District, Slick Rick, you know where that is? Mm, uh, no, I'm not upstate. It might got to be. You can throw this up, Aaron. We have no he gets an email today. The congressman gets an email from Gates for Congress. Michael, it's Matt Gates. We're inches away from electing Speaker Jim Jordan. 
But rhinos are working with radical Democrats like AOC, Ilhan Omar, and Rashida Tlaib to block Jim Jordan from becoming speaker. And uh, Mike Lawler says, does someone want to tell Matt Gates that he worked with radical Democrats like AOC, Ilhan Omar, and Rashida Tlaib to remove Speaker McCarthy, the Republican speaker? And uh, Matt Gates has now responded by saying this email was sent by a vendor without my team's approval. It should not have been sent. I sincerely apologize to Mike Lawler and anyone else who felt targeted by this ill-conceived email message. I will make changes to ensure this does not happen again. I intend, I in, intend to heed Speaker-designate Jordan's call to not attack fellow Republicans as we work through this. So. Yep, the world of social media. The world of fundraising. Gotta yeah. love at, it. At all it's costs. All about at, money. At all yeah. times. Yep. Dollar, dollar. <laughs> all right, 20 minutes past the hour. Let's do some sports. Sports is brought to you by Mike Lindell. Use our code LFS6B when you shop there. Slick Rick, what's going on, Dollar Dollar? All right, let's get it. Hey, speaking of Dollar Dollar, look at those Philadelphia Phillies, Big D. Up 2 nothing over the Diamondbacks. Looking to take a commanding 2 nothing lead. End of four innings in Motown, Philly tonight. Uh, going to the fifth inning and looking to hold on and take a commanding lead. That'll be something. Them in Texas, uh, you never know, Philly in Texas. That'd be very interesting uh, series. NHL action tonight. Let's get into it there. Wild 5-1 to one bombing the Canadians. 11 to go in the third there. Sabres edging the Lightning 2-1, to one, end of 2. Also end of 2. The Islanders blanking the Coyotes out on the Island 1-0. Predators uh, trail the Oilers 5-1, to one, 12 to go in the second there. Kings blanking the Jets 8 minutes to go in the second there. And final just in down, also in Philadelphia. Busy night in Philly. Uh, Flyers over to Canucks 2-0. Avalanche cracking. Stars Golden Knight. Hurricane Sharks all rocking it out west. Uh, 10 and 10-30 respective puck drops out there. And we have the Colorado coach Deion Sanders writing a book for 2024 release. Let me guess the title. How not to blow a 29-point lead in the second half. (laughs) Come on, Deion. Anyway, Deion Coach Prime Sanders has counted the ways to success. The Gallery Books imprint 13A announced Tuesday that Sanders elevate and dominate 21 ways to win on and off the field before the first half will be published March 12th, 2024. (laughs) I'm ad-libbing a little bit. The NFL and college Football Hall of Fame and now head coach of the Colorado Buffaloes will draw upon his own experience in offering guidelines for life and work. Success isn't just about what you achieve between the lines on game day or stacking up money that you may never get to fully enjoy. I'd like to try. Uh, anyway, it's about winning in all aspects of life, Sanders said in a statement, from the mindset you cultivate, the discipline you uphold, and of course, your faith in God. Champions aren't born, they're made day by day, choice by choice, and decision by decision. You've got to be consistent and believe every darn step of the way. Sanders is also the author of a memoir, Power, Money, and Sex, How Success Almost Ruined My Life, which came out in 1999. It was repeated on Saturday night with the Colorado game. No. And uh, Showtime exiting <laughs> boxing program after 37 years in the sport. Streaming world is changing everything. Big day. Mike Copenger of ESPN. For 37 years, Showtime Championship Boxing has televised some of the biggest fights in the sport, but Showtime will exit boxing programming at the end of 2023. The network's parent company, Paramount Global, announced in a statement today, Showtime is moving on, Big D. I'll be surprised. I love Showtime. I may have to cancel it now because there's no reason. I only kept it for the Dawn Boxing, so I'm disappointed to hear that. But again, streaming, you know. Uh, what what about Billions? You don't watch Billions on Showtime? No, I'm still working on tens of thousands. <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> what do you think? I'm a big wheeler like you watching Billions? Come on. I, I, I can watch Biden if I want to watch spending Billions. That's a wrap in sports, Big D. Throw it back to you.
Um, so you want to know what else I'm watching? I'm, I'm just, I'm afraid to almost announce this, but have you guys seen Suits yet? Suits? No, I, yes. I, I got a closet. Suits? So <laughs> Rick sees it, I every, see it every morning. Every morning, I know. <laughs> have you watched, no, no, no one watching Suits? Well, let's, go that, to, let's go to the, we'll go to the audience for this one. Isn't that an old show though? Hasn't well, I think it's, it's old. There's about eight seasons or nine seasons of it. Oh, wow. And, and you I just think, found it? And I, yeah, well, yeah. Because everybody's, it's, it's got like a second life or something. I don't know. It's getting a lot of attention. Uh, suits him now. You so know, someone my, said, go check out Suits. Yeah. And I don't have a lot of time to watch a lot of TV. But so I started watching it. <laughs> just, I mean, it's one of the best shows I've ever watched. Really? Yeah. And, and again, you, you don't and watch you, TV. And you, I know. <laughs> and do you know who, I'm just so afraid to say this, we may not, we may not have a show tomorrow night or an audience yeah. if I, have, if I say this. every night we have these problems. Do you know who uh, I like the most on the show? Well, one of my... One of my favorites on the show. I don't even know the is, show. Is Meghan Markle. Oh my goodness! Good I'm telling crazy. you. I'm telling you. She is so good on this show. You won't believe it. Someone really? in the audience is going to back me up on this. <laughs> who has watched Suits? I'm shocked how much I like Meghan Markle on this Boy. show and her character. Hmm. I'm just shocked. She is so good. She should have stayed doing that and. and Never picked up this guy. Yeah. <laughs> he turned out to be a real prince. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she's so good. The whole show is so good. It's stupid. Man, don't we all want to be Harry Specter? Who? Slick, you should watch it. You'd appreciate the way he dresses, man. Ooh. I'm sure. That's, who's a, good, that's a good looking guy. Watch it. Well, who's Harry slick. Specter? He is slick. It's Ronnie Specter's son taking him tonight. <laughs> is it? <laughs> All right, what are we doing here? We, I don't you know. know you're, talking about, you're talking about 10-year-old shows you just I know, found for I the just, first time. Next thing he's going to come in. All right, suit yourself. Ne- he next thing he's going to come in with, have you seen this show called Cheers? <laughs> no, 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 no. I can't believe it. No, I just no, found no, no. this How show. about Friends? Have you seen that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, Andy someone, Griffith? Someone in the audience, I'm sure, will back me up here on Suits and fa- how good <laughs> Meghan Markle is. I found this show. It's about nothing. I think it's called Seinfeld. <laughs> Shut up. Seinfeld? Whatever. Boy, you're really all of you asking about the president's op-ed. I've linked it on all our social media already. It's already out there. It's on Getter and it's on Twitter, so you can link to it and 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 share it. And I agree. See, here we go. Truth sets you free. Just said yes. I love suits. It was even better than Breaking Bad. Cindy from Florida, exactly right. Exactly right. I'm sure there's got to be other people in the chat. I don't have it in front of me that are agreeing with me. It's one of the best shows I've ever watched, and wow. she is fantastic in it, and I'm shocked by it. I'm embarrassed to say it, but I have to say it. Wow. She is really, really good. Slick, you really would like it. Yeah, you're really vested <laughs> in this show, huh? Yeah. Season five, episode two. <laughs> Three to go. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm going to watch it. Sounds good. He doesn't even watch this show. <laughs> is anybody? <laughs>
right, 30 minutes past the hour, live from Studio 6B on a Tuesday night, 9.30 on the East Coast, Real America's Voice. Glad you're in. Slick Rick's been doing sports. Rick Delgado's going to do some more news. Well, I'm glad, as Slick Rick pointed out to me in the commercial break, we have found the subject that the audience has agreed with me most on. on this <laughs> ever. Show. In the history never, of the show, eight yeah. years. <laughs> it's never politics. But at least we have found out that everybody agrees with me on uh, suits. You finally found something that suits the audience. <laughs> so thank you very much. I'm glad you're all on board. So, um, Well, I like TV shows. Huh? I like TV shows. You want to hear one that I like? No. Yeah. Uh, let's do the news. When Delgado host is like watching me TV. <laughs> news is brought to you by Seven Cells. So okay, fine. You can start by telling us what TV shows you like. There with the news and the TV reviews. It's Rick Delgado. It's a show called The Great. It's okay. uh, it's on Hulu. It's a, it's a it's a uh, period uh, show. It's a black comedy, as they call it, about Catherine the Great and her rise to power in Russia. It's amazing. Hilarious. Really super funny. Time for uh, the news. Stars, <laughs> stars Nicholas Hout. The kid, you remember about a boy with uh, Hugh Grant? With a little kid who was like, uh, you know, his, his mother tried to commit suicide. And he was, was hanging around with Hugh Grant. Remember that movie? Great movie. He grew up. Let's go back like a stuck. minute and a half and start this segment again. <laughs> Time for the news. Here with the news is Rick Delgado. What's going on? There's also a show about a uh, superhero. Uh, he gets a briefcase from Aliens. And he's got really blonde, moppy hair, and he flies around, but he doesn't know how to use a suit. That's a, that's a new that's a new uh, that's a new one called the suits. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Nothing like putting the screaming halt to the show. <laughs> Couldn't just do the news. All right, I'll do your damn news. You want to hear about a rapper? Of course you do. Uh, Praz Michelle, you know who that is? No, I actually do. Yes. Yeah, he's from the Fugees. He's, oh, seeking, he's seeking a new trial by arguing his former lawyer used AI to generate his closing argument because the before the hip-hop artist was found guilty of helping a foreign national launder millions of dollars in Ill- illegitimate contributions to former President Barack Obama's campaign. Did he ever return that money? I don't uh, Michelle was convicted in April after being accused of taking part in the extensive conspiracy to use $88 million in foreign funds to engage in illegal back-channel lobbying and make unlawful campaign contributions at the direction of the People's Republic of, you guessed it, China. He filed a motion on Monday asking the court for a new trial, and the motion argues that his uh, former defense attorney, David Krenner, or Kenner, used an experimental AI program to write his closing argument, which made frig- frivolous arguments, conflated the schemes, and failed to highlight key we- weaknesses in the government's case, Kenner then went out and publicly blo- boasted about the AI program and said it turned hours and days of legal work into seconds. Uh, Michelle's new defense team from D.C. Uh, wrote, it is now apparent that Kenner and his co-counsel appear to have used an undisclosed finance or, or appear to have had an undisclosed financial stake in the AI program. And they experimented with it during Michelle's trial so they could issue a press release. Afterwards, promoting the program, a clear conflict of interest. So uh, I don't know how much that changes the facts of the case and and how the the jurors felt about the eighty eight million dollars that got funneled uh, from China into the uh, Barack Obama campaign. But uh, he's claiming it did. So who knows Uh, if you want to talk about TV, we may see Victoria's Secret. Come back to TV, believe it or not, because the old 
Get Woke, Go Broke has now uh, broken Victoria's Secret, and they are ditching its woke feminist makeover of recent years and is translating back into the hypersexualized image of Victoria's Secret, according to their recent, uh, recent move. Uh, it looks as if they are revamping themselves to bring back sexiness, the outlet noted in a piece that was also published by editorial partner CNN. Uh, Kathleen Chen reported that the brand's efforts to promote inclusivity, which included making LGBTQ pro women soccer player and outspoken leftist Megan Rapinoe, Rapino, I should say, as well as a transgender woman, brand spokesmodels and getting rid of its famous angel supermodels and gain favorable reviews from online critics, but never translated into sales. And it's all about money. According to the numbers, the brand's projected revenue for 2023 is $6.2 billion, which is 5% lower than it was last year, and even lower than 2020 when the brand's revenue was $7.5 billion. The drop in Victoria's Secret sales also followed the company's move to make its board of directors mostly female. So there you have it. Another example of uh, going woke and getting broke in the process. Yep. Anything else you want? I got it for you. <laughs> you just tell me. Well, if you have news, do news. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, Representative Maria Miller has a warning for all Americans. And coming on the heels of the Hamas attack, it kind of makes sense. The Illinois Republican Congresswoman used her social media platform to warn people about the threat posed by uncontrolled mass illegal immigration and the importance of being ready to exercise one's Second Amendment rights. She said Americans must remain vigilant and prepared to defend ourselves and our families since Joe Biden has opened our southern border, southern border and we have no idea who has crossed into the country. The Second Amendment is the greatest safeguard of liberty and security. Never give up your 2A rights. Americans must remain vigilant and prepared to defend ourselves and our families since Joe Biden is... Uh, has admitted we have no idea who is coming into the country. Her comments come at a time when thousands of illegals continue to pour into the country every day. And authorities have admitted they have uh, next to no information about these people or their criminal history. Back in August, CNN reported that over a dozen migrants from Uzbekistan and other countries that entered the country through the U.S.-Mexico border with help from a human trafficker with ties to the Islamic State, also known as ISIS. So, again... You know, you take a look at what happened. Uh, now it's coming up on 10 days ago in Israel. And the very real possibility that some of these people could be triggered in this country becomes a real, real uh, possibility for us. Yeah. Mm. All right. We'll do some more news here in a second. Um, one other thing I wanted to get to, because we bantered this topic around not too long ago. And Delgado, you were pretty upset in your ways on this. And I'm interested to see what you think of this out of the post-millennial today marist poll shows rfk takes massive chunk of trump's support in three-way race swings election to biden a new poll released on tuesday has revealed that with rfk now running as an independent candidate instead of a democrat he's taking a chunk of trump's support pushing biden into the lead according to the npr pbs news hour marist national poll in a two-way race between Trump and Biden for the 2024 presidential election, 49% of registered voters said they would vote for Biden. 46% said they would vote for Trump, with a 5% being undecided. 
Throw Kennedy into the mix. Biden's support drops to 44% among registered voters, while Trump sunk to 37%. Kennedy received 16% of support from registered voters, with 3% remaining undecided. The poll was conducted on October 11th. Of 1,218 registered voters, has a margin of error of 3.9%. Notably, Trump saw an edge among independent voters over Biden in a two-way race with 49% saying they'd vote for Trump, while only 43% said they'd vote for Biden. 8% were undecided. In a three-way race uh, between Biden, Trump, Kennedy, 34% of independents said they'd vote for Trump. 33% said they'd vote for Biden. 29% said they would vote for Kennedy. 4% were undecided. So what do you think of that? I don't. It's PBS. It's garbage. Uh, nothing to be believed. Simple as that. People, people who support Kennedy aren't Republicans. They're not conservatives. People who support Kennedy to be president are Democrats. They're blue dog. They're, I wouldn't say blue dog Democrats. Those would be Republicans. Uh, but they're the old school, uh, old school Democrats who identify with the Kennedy name because they see outside of his uh, outside of his uh, rage against the pharmaceutical companies, everything else falls in line with what they think. So a- anybody who says, "Well, uh, uh, you know, the conservatives are going to back Kennedy," they're they're either misinformed or they're just lying to you straight up. So, I don't know. I don't really believe it. I'm not going to believe anything. Um, because, uh, let's face it, this is what they want. They want you to believe it. This is the mainstream media, right? The NPR. Uh, 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 Need I say more about NPR? Kevin McCarthy was on Fox Business tonight. He was asked about, excuse me, asked about what happened tonight uh, with Jim Jordan and what he foresees uh, happening from here. Here's what he said. My prediction is Jim will win this and even on the first round of votes. Hmm. Uh, but you've got to understand why do we have this chaos? Is because Matt Gates and seven other Republicans joined with every single Democrat to take out the Republican speaker. Can you imagine that, Sean? <laughs> Joining with every single Democrat to try to take out the speaker and created this chaos simply for the fact that I believe to this day, and I will go down and believe it's the right decision. Our troops are sitting in, in the Mediterranean right now. They, their family just got paid. And could you imagine if we Stop. followed Matt Gates and not made sure that our troops were being paid, that we're asking them to defend this country while they're wondering if their loved ones are going to be able to pay the car payment or pay their rent or their house payment? I thought that was wrong, but that's the direction Matt Gates wanted to take us. So he joined all the Democrats to bring us this chaos with no plan in place. And I'm telling you, it harms us, as you know, Sean, having won a seat that a Democrat had, having helped us win the majority and how tough it is to. And think of this. Matt Gates provides the same amount of money to the NRCC, our political arm, that Nancy Pelosi provides. Zero. Okay, so there's um, ah, so so he, so he throws it out there in the end. He he lets you know exactly uh, why he really dislikes uh, Matt Gates. It's about money. Right. Why would he even mention money, right? Like, what does money have to do with anything? I thought it was about the chaos and about uh, what we're doing to the troops. Right. No, no, Turn no, no, away. no. Let me uh, let me just mention he doesn't bring in any money to the NRCC. Uh, let me point that out to you. And Jim Jordan doesn't wear a jacket, but I'm still going to support him. You hear that nonsense too? These people, these people are despicable. And and Kevin McCarthy is just so butthurt 
And now that he's gotten over it over the last uh, week or so, now he's starting to come out and talk to people again because he feels like, oh, now now I've got sympathy. He he's just he, he's just he's just useless. Go away. Well, he was also he was wrong in that clip. I thought that clip was after the first vote. It clearly wasn't because he said he thinks he's going to win it on the first vote. Right. Clearly, he was way off. It wasn't even close. Jordan had less support than he had back in January. So. Besides everything you just said, he was also just he has no no feel for where the party even is. Or or he knows exactly what's going on because again, you know, it's all about money. He knows who's going to vote what. He's he's playing a part he, and uh he's trying to make himself seem like, "Oh, you know, I'm bigger than this. I'm trying to help him get elected." But he's probably not really helping him get elected. All right, anything else in the news? Uh, yeah, real quick. This one from Governor Sarah Huckabee Sanders. She announced today that Arkansas is going to require a Chinese-owned owned company to sell its farmland in Arkansas, saying it's going to be the first in the nation to move this way that bans foreign parties from owning agricultural land in the state. The company is headquartered in Switzerland and owned by Chem Kina. Uh, Chem, yeah, Chem China, which is a Chinese state-owned business that primarily deals with seeds and pesticides. It is listed by the U.S. Department of Defense. It's one of the many Chinese military companies that operates directly or indirectly in this country. So good on you, Governor Sanders, for making this move. Hopefully more states will follow suit and ban the ownership of Chinese companies owning farmland in this country. All right, we'll do some more sports news. Wrap it up for a Tuesday. we get back right after this. Studio 6B, uh, Ken Buck, Democrat from um, Colorado, who happens to have an R in front of his name, but he's a Democrat from Colorado, said, um, has some thoughts on Jim Jordan, and of course, Jordan not getting the votes in the first round. Here is, uh, here's Ken Buck's thought as he continues to audition for MSNBC or CNN or the New York Times or the Washington Post. Here's what he had to say. I, I want the next speaker to acknowledge that. I also want to make sure that we don't have somebody who was involved in the activities uh, surrounding January 6th. And I think oh. that if we have a presidential candidate who uh, right now is leading, who denies that, the, that he lost the election um, and was uh, obviously behind what happened on January 6th, and we have a speaker in a similar situation, we have 20 Republicans sitting in Joe Biden districts right now, by districts that Joe Biden won in 2020, and those 20 Republicans are going to be at risk. There's no way we win the majority if the message we send to the American people is that we believe that the uh, election uh, was, was stolen and we believe that uh, January 6th was okay. It was a tour of the Capitol. And I think mm-hmm. there's Ken Buck. Mm. Same guy. I think he said he voted for Tom Emmer for House Speaker. And I believe the quote was because I don't like Tom Emmer and I want him to have a horrible job. This is this this is your this is your representative. This is your GOP representative, Colorado. He he just he does stuff because it would make him feel good. It's vindictive. He's not working for you. 
Don Bacon tonight. I'm not budging. I'm a five-time commander and deployed to Middle East four times. I'm going to do what's best for the country. So Don Bacon is digging his heels in on Jordan as well. And, of course, as Dan Bongino says, this guy's unbelievable. You're busy solving problems at your job. The infants on Capitol Hill are busy creating new ones. This guy Bacon thinks it's all about him, not the country as he claims. He's embarrassing. And that's exactly right. Yeah. So, All right, let's do a little more sports, and we'll do some more news and wrap it up for a Tuesday night. One again, thank Cash Patel, David Zier, Harry on the Highway, everybody that was over at the America's First Warehouse. Uh, for another great event tonight over there with David and Cash. Cash's new book, Government Gangsters, is out. You can get it pretty much everywhere books are sold. It's put out by Post Hill Press, governmentgangsters.com, I believe, and, of course, uh, Amazon and every other place that books are sold. So uh, let's do some sports. Sports is brought to you by Mike Lindell and my pillow. Use our code LFS6B. If you do, send us your forward us your confirmation email that you get from them showing that you used our code forward it to lfs6b at yahoo.com lfs6b at yahoo.com it's on the screen the whole entire show right there on the lower third lfs6b at yahoo.com we'll send you the shirt of the month which is the trump truth shirt uh absolutely free just give us your size and color that you want slick rick what's going on in sports okay one more sweep of the scoreboard big dnhl savers two to one over the island uh lightning on that's in the uh th- third period five minutes to go there island is blank in the coyotes one nothing six to go there oil is over the predators six to one end of two end of two also kings blank in the jets two nothing flyers beat the canucks earlier tonight two zip in philly wild five to two over the canadians that also just went final Avalanche Kraken, Stars Golden Knights, and Hurricane Sharks coming up a little bit later this evening. 10 o'clock, 10.30, puck drops. Phillies blanking the Dimebacks, 3-0. They keep going up inch by inch. That's the bottom of the six. Phil's looking to take a commanding 2-0 lead in the National League Championship Series. And a little NCAA football, Southern Alabama beating the molasses out of Southern Mississippi, 34-3. Five minutes to go in the third quarter. And a couple of quick stories, Big D. Cricket flag football among five sports, giving Olympic status for the 2028 Los Angeles Games AP report. Cricket is an Olympic sport again. Flag football gets in for the first time. Five sports were finally added to the 2028 Los Angeles Olympics by the International Olympic Committee on Monday with baseball, softball, lacrosse, and squash also confirmed for the program. The Slater Sports cleared a final hurdle from the Olympic body's full membership at a meeting in Mumbai, India. After being proposed by Los Angeles officials one week ago and recommended by the IOC Executive Board last Friday, all five were voted in a single package with two no votes from the 90 IOC members. Rick, unfortunately, breakdancing was not uh, voted to move on. It will be in the uh, 2024 Olympics, but after that, no breakdancing, unfortunately. Damn it. And here's one to close it, Big D. Rick Fiction is upset tonight. <laughs> here's a story right right near and dear to you, Big D. Sumo wrestler group deemed too heavy to fly. Airline books extra flight. This is Dylan Gwynn of Brightpoint. <laughs> Hello. Check, check one, two. Check one, two. What, what was your lead into this story? One more time. Uh, here's a what? I said, here's a story near and dear to your heart. The sumo wrestlers. I know how you love the sumo wrestlers. A Japanese airline uh, had a book an extra flight for a lot. That's I'm a gonna, good one. I'm, gonna get a flight. Uh, uh. I'm getting a flight off the show tonight. <laughs> Come on, big D. Well, anyway, <laughs> long and short of it is a total of 14 uh, wrestlers had to fly the extra point. Funny now, though, get this one. Oh, you want to hear what's so funny? The yeah. average weight of these guys is only 264 pounds. Oh, that is? Yeah. 
So anyway, lost. <laughs> and all 460 wrestlers made the trip to Amami Oshima Island for the sports festival. It's unclear how many flights it took to get them all there, but at 264 pounds per wrestler and 14 wrestlers per pain, that comes out to a lot. So anyway, <laughs> boss, boss, the plane, the plane. Anyway, that's what? a rapid sports big D. You got four yeah. minutes. Get to your news. <laughs> Before I get the noose. <laughs> That's a rapid sport for 2023. Uh, all right, let's do some more news with uh, Rick Delgado. What's going on? All right. Well, uh, national retail company known as Rite Aid has filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy protection. Uh, casualty of a miserable environment for drugstores exacerbated by its runner-up status to the bigger chains and expensive legal battles for allegedly filling unlawful opioid prescriptions. The bankruptcy was not a surprise. Its big arrivals, CVS and Walgreens, are also facing many of the same problems. They, too, are closing stores as Amazon and big box chains like Walmart, Target, and Costco serve as more friendly alternatives to nationwide pharmacy chains. But Rite Aid is in a much worse financial position than its counterparts and unable to weather the storm that has been beating down on the industry. On Thursday, it filed a notice with the U.S. Security and Exchange Commission saying it would be unable to file its, yeah, file its latest quarterly financial report because it was looking at strategic alternatives, which is Wall Street, Wall Street speak for considering bankruptcy, which is filed at the beginning of June. Last time the company filed a financial report, Rite Aid had just 135 million in cash on hand and 3.3 billion in long-term debt. That kind of sounds like this country. Um, we don't know if they've got a plan to stay afloat. The company said in a statement it secured $3.5 billion in financing and debt reduction from lenders to keep the company going through this bankruptcy. So we'll see what happens with Rite Aid, but they could be closing stores near you. I heard that. So, And uh, one last story I got here, uh, uh, an old story, actually, uh, having to do with Natalie Holliday. Holloway. Remember that name? Yes, I do. Yes. Aruba. Yep. A former FBI assistant director, uh, Tom Fuentes, discussed developments in the case uh, in charges against Jordan Vandersloot, who's always been uh, suspected of being the one who murdered Natalie Holloway. He's the prime suspect and is he's expected to take a plea deal after being charged in an extortion plot involving the Holloway family. Natalie Holloway was 18 when she was taken on a senior trip to Aruba in May of 2005. And then, of course, she went missing. She was last seen leaving the bar with Vandersloot, but her body was never found. Vandersloot facing charges of extortion and wire fraud in the U.S. after allegedly attempting to sell Beth Holloway, Natalie's mom, information about the location of her daughter's body. Beth Holloway's lawyer, John Q. Kelly, tells uh, Fox News that Vandersloot is expected to take the plea deal, which is conditioned only on him releasing details on how Natalie Holloway died and what happened to her body so finally putting uh putting this poor girl and the story to rest hopefully yeah all right again i want to thank cash patel i want to thank david Zier, everybody over at the america's first warehouse for a great night thank everybody on this show thanks aaron thanks fran most of all of course thank you to live from studio 6b audience we salute all of our emergency personnel first responders um and we will see you tomorrow night. We'll see you over at livefromstudio6b.com as well. Make sure you head over there. Follow us on all our social media. Have a great night, everybody. We will see you tomorrow night, 8 p.m. right here, Real America's Voice, live from Studio 6B. Ooh, look at them babies.